This is Kanzenshu, the podcast, episode 312, for the week of November 4th, 2012. Whoa, what up, folks? Welcome to Kanzenshu. What? We have a podcast? We have a podcast. It is an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kanzenshu. That is always correct. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Welcome back to, uh, I guess, all the listeners. Welcome back to me. Welcome back to you. Uh, let's start with you. This voice, this uh, actually, it's a video stream looking at me from behind the exact same microphone, That's right. the exact same windscreen. This beautiful creepy. technology that we have <laughs> called the Ethernet. The Ethernets. Uh, Heath, the one Mr. Hujio from the aforementioned Kanzenshu. Sup, dude? Not much. Um, I don't have any water. Well, I guess it did rain a little bit today by like drizzle. Yeah. So how are you doing? I think I think everybody's more concerned with you. I mean, I'm you know I got the the baby thing going and work has just been killing me. But uh, I hear you haven't had to go to work. But I think you have some <laughs> valid reason. That's true. Well, well, we get to me. How is the baby doing? We haven't talked to you for like a month now. So I mean, uh, I have, the baby's but. doing good. He's you know a whole month older since last we spoke. Uh huh. Um, at least on the podcast. Uh, but he's doing good. He's uh, he's getting longer. He's weighing more. Um, all that fun stuff. It's really neat because now he's actually starting to form more of a personality. So he'll interact with you and do things. Whereas last time we talked, he would just literally lay there and be like, what the hell are you people looking <laughs> just at? Just a blob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So have you started putting on like Dragon Ball masks or like video in the background? Come on now. What do you got going on? I I have done that one night. I, I hate to admit this, but <laughs> I, I threw on an episode of GT because I'm like, I wonder how this looks on my TV because I never put GT on and I had oh, ripped okay. the VOB file and apparently I can just play it right on my ps3 yeah off of a flash drive yep yep i was like oh this is cool hey let's watch this so we watched the entire episode i think it was 62 that's a weird choice yeah i like to skip to the end either the beginning or the end i don't really watch much in the middle i like those we've talked about this in the past one of my first tapes that i got from an actual trader was gt episodes 59 and then 61 through 64 gt episode 60 even raw was like someone forgot to record that week in Japan and made it difficult. So I know episode 62 pretty well. It's not that entertaining. It's kind of just in between the events of that fight. Yeah, I literally just copied it off my computer. I just grabbed one and you just threw grabbed it something. On. Yeah. Okay. And All for right. some reason I decided, oh, I might as well just sit down and watch the whole damn thing since I copied it onto my flash drive. I'm just questioning your choices because you make terrible choices. Well, I will start from episode one and work my way through. <laughs> All right, like that? someone else is supposed to be doing. Anyway, so, uh, Heath, I am so glad to be talking to you right now. So we got you over there. It's going to be you and myself this episode. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I do have to thank you and so many of our listeners, so many of our visitors. We got PMs on the forum. We got emails to the contact forum. We got tweets. People very concerned about us, especially after last year. Uh, we did have have some flooding here in Casa de EX, which prevented some podcasting and website stuff for a while. 
pleased to report there was no flooding here this year, although many other parts of our state were basically devastated, our state and New York. I consider myself one of the lucky ones, but it did knock out power for basically a full week. I believe that exactly one week ago, I mean, it was a couple hours ago, a week ago, we're going back and forth like, yeah, if I still have power tonight, let's record. Yeah, sure, sure. Damn it. Oh, yeah. We had totally planned on it. We had everything worked out. We had the time set and everything. And you're like, well, I may not have power. And I was like, well, just let me know. And you somehow got a tweet out saying, well, we just lost power. And I think Mary freaked out on Facebook. And I was like, okay. (laughs) No show tonight. Mike does not want to record tonight. (laughs) Last week was going to be a news catch-up episode. And that's what we're going to do again Or for the first time now, we're going to catch up on over a month's worth of news. There's so much awesome stuff. And because we're doing only news, that means we can dig a little deeper into it, have a little more fun with it rather than kind of making our way toward a topic for the week. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Normally, we would save content for kind of toward the end of the show, but we're not going to really go in depth with some of the content that I wanted to... This isn't even making any sense. How do I podcast? What is this? It's been too long. We I understand. Forgot. I do want to mention some of the content that has gone up on Consent Shoot over the past month. Uh, I managed to crap out a couple news updates in between. Heath, you did a fantastic job kind of taking up the torch here, even though... Yeah, I even... I, I got a tweet after I had posted one of the news updates saying, Hey, Mike... I'm so glad that you still can manage to post updates. <laughs> and I'm like, that wasn't Mike. If you look at who posted it, it doesn't have Hey, his I name. did a couple in there. But <laughs> I did a couple. You did. Uh, so I do want to mention, I don't remember if I mentioned this last time on the podcast, but my review for Ultimate Butoden, which came out February 2011 on the Japanese Nintendo DS, that is up right before we kind of took a break. Dragon Ball Z for Connect, the review for that game is up right now. We are not going to do a review on the podcast now because at this point is completely irrelevant. It was irrelevant almost later that week. It's kind of sad we do like a video podcast it's not even worth that it's just not it's ultimate tenkaichi it's last year's game with moderately crappy connect controls and like 20 no more than like 25 fights that you do and that's the game what about this you don't even record the tv like what's going on we just record you no one wants to see this that's what you think that's what i'm convincing myself the full written review is completely up you can check it out uh if you are interested that of course means that the dragon ball z budokai hd collection is next on my list and theoretically it will be in my hands tomorrow so uh now that i still have another couple days here at home let's see if i can crap out uh some gameplay session and initial reviewing on that game so look forward to that so were you guys still getting mail at all over the uh it's a good question we didn't get it every day so so I'm not entirely sure, but the game oh. isn't even out until tomorrow. So, but I did, I did like right. a month of free Amazon Prime to make sure I got stuff on time. And so, theoretically, I'm gonna have it tomorrow on release date without me having to leave the house, which is actually kind of nice. So, yep. yeah, uh, Heath, that takes us over to some of the content you've been working on. Uh, animation style guide updates. Very excited to see a one Mr. Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru go up. Uh, kind of right after we stopped doing podcasts for a little bit. Yeah, it was. That was the big one that I really wanted to get done. And then I kind of took a little break. And then I did get, uh, who did I get? Uh, 
Takeo Ide, I believe I got mm-hmm. him up. And then now I'm actually working on one, and hopefully that'll either go up tonight or it'll be delayed and go up tomorrow That's morning. That's all right. You've so. had that. You've had uh, guidebook information pages going up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been working on some news uh, also in my absence, so you've certainly been busy on the site. Yes, which is is sad because I try to delegate those things and it, <laughs> no you've, you've done very well with the delegation recently uh julian has been Thank doing you. some amazing translation work some of the early fruits of this labor uh already up on the website i took a glance at because we have super secret areas that we can check out each other's stuff and it's awesome uh, i've been reading some of these interview translations i absolutely mm-hmm. freaking adore some of these interviews that we have coming to the site aren't they great? i just read a Rio Horikawa one uh, tonight before coming down. It's pretty short, but it's got some great insight there as well. But there's a one three-way interview that I cannot wait for people to check out. That one was my favorite. I think that was the first one that I typed up and sent to Julian. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I'm like, oh, I should do some of these other ones. And the whole thing has just exploded. It was sort <laughs> of, I guess, uh, we, we can divulge yeah, this yeah, on the yeah, podcast, sure. right? It was like a, a small project I started that like, hey, over time, it'd be nice if, you know, it'd be easier if we could all just translate this without having the book in front of us all the time. So Julian and I started transcribing all of the interviews and stuff out of various books. And we we're just, my plan was to do it really slow. And then it just took off. And I can't even tell you how many interviews we have transcribed at least. And then Julian had a week off of school and he just went balls to the wall he got excited man he threw himself into this and i cannot wait to bring some of this material to the website i know it's it a lot of it's stuff that i don't people just don't know because it's never been out there and even to us a lot of it's new even though some of these books are like 2004 but it's just we haven't gone into them yet some of these are from the the early 90s that we've never put up all right i think we've done enough teasing here you think i mean so yeah we have no content coming like ever (laughs) the thing is julian is very excited not only to be translating these but come talk about them on the show like dive into them and pull apart all these great quotes and great revelations so you can look forward to a future episode in the very near future julian and probably myself probably you talking about these interviews so that will be great so the three of us can get together and have a roundtable discussion about some roundtable discussion <laughs> Someone else's, that we yep. translated. Exactly. This would be awesome. Totally enthralling. I love fandom. Yep. All right. So that's kind of the stuff that we have had going on over the last month and in the coming months. So we will take it over to the news right now. All right, man. We got a lot to cover. We have basically the entire month of October and then little bit into November right now. So it's about a month's worth of news. I'm actually not sure which news stories we covered last time on the show on episode 311. So I am just taking whatever the next news update is after that time period, which appears to be from October 3rd. We found out that the first French Dragon Ball Z Kai DVD box set was released, the glorious land of France. We knew that they were going to be getting Kai. Um, The 
French broadcast was going. Uh, we knew there was a DVD release coming at some point. The first set is out now. It does contain episodes 1 through 54, which means that it does contain the entirety of the Cyan and the Frieza arcs. Uh, it's out there. It's just DVD, just the 16 by 9 cropped a la the Japanese DVD release. That kind of stinks. But it's out October 2nd from AB Video, and the MSRP is, I think, uh, about 60 euros. But for 60 euros for that many episodes, that's not too bad. No, that's not bad at all. It kind of makes me think, since they have the 16 by 9 cropped widescreen version, uh-huh. that that's probably what Toei gave them, yeah, yeah. I assume. You know, just assuming that Funimation put out the full screen for everything. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I oh think well. Funimation's in a position where they can kind of ask for more than Toei usually gives out to other countries, other companies. So mm-hmm. I think we're in good position to kind of get the cream of the crop for stuff nowadays. Yeah, I'm not complaining. All right, uh, I'll take another one here. This stuff is so short. The Dragon Ball Evolution wondrous movie from, that was 2009 as well, wasn't it? That and Kai were like around the yeah. same time. It's like megatons one after another. What a weird time period. Uh, Evolution, the Japanese DVD, got a second reduced price re-release. It actually got a first reduced price re-release back in September 2010. This other one is coming. uh, It's actually not out just yet. On December 5th, 2012, over in Japan. And it looks like it's under 1,500 yen. So it's a pretty good price for a Japanese DVD. Got to move those DVDs before you get to Christmas, you know. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're usually so much more expensive in Japan. So uh, mm-hmm. what, what do you think about this? The fact that it's got another run of a reduced price re-release. Does that mean it's selling people well? This? Yeah. I mean, that's I, maybe people need a lot of coasters or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's cheaper to buy Evolution than it is to buy a pack of coasters, so you just Maybe. you just keep grabbing them. Uh, I mean, that's not to completely diss the movie, but yeah, I I just don't know why they had to do this. Like, dude, they really need to sell all these? Are these printings they already had done, so they're just throwing them in new cases? Well, or? that's the thing. This is the exact same. All right, so the original Japanese DVD release, that had a cover art that was the Japanese poster where it was Chat Ku kind of, uh, you saw him from the back, so you saw the kanji on his back, and he was kind of holding mm-hmm. the Dragon Ball out to the side. That was the Japanese poster. The Japanese DVD re-release got our cover art where it shows him kind of with Nyoibo uh, and all the other characters surrounding him. This second re-release uses that exact same cover art. So it could be that they just printed too many from 2010 and they're printing it out again, or they did a limited run back then and they're actually out now and it is selling so they'll throw some more on the market i don't know because it's such a weird title and it's just how do you even analyze this one it's it's out if you want it it's there i i I always liked the original japanese like poster art i do too i think it's actually pretty stylish yeah i personally just preferred it and that's not just you know any bias or anything i just thought it looked a lot nicer it was a great image even his outfit looked really authentic and nicely colored Mm -hmm. i don't know it was cool oh well so yeah go buy it all right let's skip ahead there's a bunch of video game stuff here uh did you want to cover dbz for connect again no we don't need to cover that wasn't really news uh all the info there i wanted to as soon as the game was out kind of put up here's everything you actually want to know stuff like episode of bardock can i watch it right away do i need to have a connect to even watch episode of bardock all that stuff because that information just was not out there and i figured that i could cover that probably within an hour of getting the game so i did a big post 
on that. Uh, I'm sick of talking about stuff, so why don't you tell me about Naruto? <laughs> Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 bonus Goku costume. So CyberConnect 2 CEO Hiroshi Matsuyama announced at New York Comic Con that you can go and buy this game and get awesome Goku outfit. So I don't know who all has the game. I don't have the game, but it actually looks like pretty good outfit. I like it. I, I think it fits well, especially with Naruto having blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, know. it works pretty well. Uh, I forget when the game's out. Was it like March in Japan? Something like that? That's what I thought it was earlier in the year, but I, I don't know. I don't know. So it's, but, it's just yeah, the next it was, Ninja Storm. Y- you get a DLC key and you can go download it and all that fun stuff. Yep. And we do have the uh, official art from Namco Bandai up on the site now. And if you click on it, it gets really big. Really big. Uh, I do yeah. know that someone, I forget who it was, just posted it up today on the forum. I guess there was uh, some kind of first footage of him in the outfit. Uh, it, it is just Naruto in just Goku's outfit. There's no real difference to him, except one little difference, and that is the way he performs the Rasengan is... Uh, like he's doing Kamehameha instead of uh, the normal way that he performs the move. Now that's awesome. So it's a little tweak. It's not just the outfit, but that's about it. Yep, that was something. Woo-hoo. All right. Here's our nice random Naruto yeah. news. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, why well, is Naruto on this? Oh, okay. It's actually oh. Dragon Ball. It's not just another one of those sites. It's like, here's Dragon Ball and Naruto and One Piece news and full episodes and crap. That's not us, man. That ain't yeah. me. Uh, Heath, why don't you keep it going? Uh, in Japan. Cool stuff. I, Back shocking. on October 16th, Shueisha announced slash, well, I guess they didn't really announce. They launched the iOS Jump Bookstore. So anyone that has iOS platform could download the app and presumably get over a thousand individual volumes of manga for pretty cheap actually i mean 350 to 450 yen i believe that's roughly what you pay for a tonko bone if i remember i haven't really bought one in a while it's roughly what you're paying over on the viz app as well where it's like five bucks yeah. for a what they obviously call the graphic novels just a tonko bone as well right and of course you know dragon ball was up there so you could get all 42 tonko bone volumes uh you could enjoy that and I, I want to say, unfortunately, they do include the new cover art, although it features the original art just with nice, fancy, really bright green and yellow covers. Yeah, we talked about that updated art. I feel like that's less of an issue when it's digital, just because you're going to flip past yeah, it. It's not really I, well, like I don't on have your to shelf. look at it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But whatevs. Uh, this, I think, is one of the bigger stories of the last month and really the last year. Obviously, Viz jumped into this territory a while back and they're doing even more with their... Uh, I think right now this Shonen Jump Alpha is like two weeks delayed, but I think I've been mm-hmm. reading that if it's not already, it's going to be kind of like day and date with Japan. Viz has been making great strides. Obviously, their deal is they're trying to fight piracy, just because they're so far behind, they're trying to get as close to the Japanese right. release as possible. Japan still suffers the same thing. I mean, jump scans are online three days before the issue hits. Everyone who is in this world knows that, even if they don't talk about it. It's just kind of, that is how it is. So, Shueisha has to fight that fight in their own territory. And the fact that it's taken them this long, I think, is kind of concerning. But they kind of went all but in I think here. Part of the other issue 
especially for Shueisha, not so much even Viz, but Shueisha has such a backlog. It's huge. Of manga. It's huge. That a lot of it wasn't around in what, you know, we call the digital age. Yeah, yeah. And there, there aren't really digital copies or versions of these. So, right. I'm sure they had I'm to go sure back. I'm sure they had a really fun time going through to scan all this stuff. And, and maybe and that's what took so long is they wanted to launch with, like, here's our shit. Everything. Go. Just have at you. And I can understand that from that perspective because they did launch yeah. with a crap ton of stuff. And obviously, all of One Piece is there. All of Naruto is there. Mm-hmm. All of Bleach is there. All of Dragon Ball is there. All of Dr. Slump is there. So it's so, a good variety. It makes you wonder then, if they have all this, are we we starting to lean towards sometime in the future where we're actually going to get even more of a collaborative effort between I hope foreign so. countries and Japan? where. We now we have this digital copy. The second we get it and we're starting to print out, we can just send it to you, and we could have literally simultaneous release of a single chapter worldwide. I, I believe they've announced they're heading into that for at least some of the popular stuff like One Piece and Naruto. Right. Now, yeah, because obviously it wouldn't be as feasible for some really small no name, you know, manga series. Well, I at the think. same time, I'm hoping that the fact that both Shueisha and Viz are into this world now, I hope this means we can get things that maybe digital only releases, like maybe things like Dragon Ball SD, maybe it's going to continue, but maybe that goes digital only and we get that every month. Which in a way could save a lot of series that might get cut. Uh, we don't want to pay all these printing costs exactly right here i'm just gonna i'll do it on my computer i'll send it to you you don't have to print a thing you just upload it and make money see if it survives long enough and yeah the other thing that gets me thinking is we know viz has nekomajin in some capacity they printed the final chapter nekomajin z back in like 2007 i don't remember exactly Mm -hmm. when that was ish yeah they have it this would be a great outlet release it digital only charge like three bucks for nekomajin what you've already translated at least a chapter it's not that long i i think that would be a great outlet for some of this side story stuff yeah i i definitely agree and i think it's something that we are moving in that direction now i think so i hope so i think so i don't know but yeah i think it's gonna happen i don't think they have a choice but to do it at this point. I think we kind of inadvertently turned it back around to our own world, the North American <laughs> publishing world here. But it's very significant that Shueisha has jumped into the digital world here because they were kind of, they had little apps on like feature phones for a while that you could read. Mm-hmm. And Toei was, uh, you could stream some stuff with the Bandai channel as well. But the fact that Shueisha has an iOS app now. I don't know how big Android is over in Japan. So See, in Japan, I don't think it's I don't as think it big. Is. No, I think... Uh, that's more of a North American thing. I believe that Android is a full 75% of the market over here in North America now, though. So Yeah. Uh, and I know Viz is... And they even promote... They're like, we're on the Android tablets now. We're on the Nexus 7. Just like, go, have at it. Buy everything you want. Uh, kind of coincidentally, around the same time, if you were a subscriber of their Shonen Jump uh, newsletter, I got an email like, here, pick a free volume one, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Which is awesome. <laughs> I grabbed One Piece just because, I don't know, I have Dragon Ball. <laughs> I don't really- That's what, when, when my local Borders was uh, going out of business, I went in and I got just the first volume for like bleach naruto stuff, yeah. one piece yeah, i just went through and like yes i'll take this for 50 cents i'll take this and that's <laughs> all i bought so i i have 
Yeah, I have the first volume to like all these. That's always nice to have. I end up doing that too and then selling them years later. Like, why do I still have volume one of, I don't even know what series I could tell you there were anymore. When ours went out of business, I grabbed like the Viz Collector's Edition hardcover of Dragon Ball volume one and a couple other random things. But all right, so that's the manga world. That was an important thing. I'm glad to see that happened. Well, the next one's manga related too. It is, it is. It was a continuation. Uh, I ordered my issue, but because I already knew it was out there, I'm like, well, I don't really need it right away. So I did the cheapest shipping and it hasn't shown up yet. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like, when well, you know how expensive I already is. know it's there, so it can show up next month. I don't care. Two pages of awesomeness. Yep, yep. Continued. I'm, I'm so excited. Take yeah. it away, man. That's the only thing I'm really sad about is that it's only two pages. I know. It's not so much a manga as it is a promo for the current Galaxy mission. Exactly. And they don't even conclude. <laughs> no, it's the just like, The conclusion is oh, you shit, need to go to the arcade down. and play this. But no, that's it. I don't know. Will he defeat Baby? Go play Dragon Ball Heroes <laughs> at your out. local arcade. It's like, well, I can't go play Dragon Ball Heroes. Right, Heath, tell us. What is this? What are we talking about? Well, what? Yeah, maybe we should actually say what we're talking about. Uh, Dragon Ball Heroes mini manga. We talked about this uh, back in September. Well, it continued. We weren't really sure if it was going to, but of course it did. And uh, this basically follows whatever victory mission galaxy mission that's happening currently in dragon ball heroes well, the name of the mini manga is victory mission and then the mission, updates and to then the, game the, galaxy the galaxy mission, mission is with the arcade game right. correct it basically just follows the galaxy mission whatever's happening or they promote some new villain character that will be premiering uh new cars will be coming out so then of course each issue of v-jump has been coming with exclusive Dragon Ball Heroes cards that you can use and all that fun stuff. But just like last time, we have the mysterious author Toyotaro, and we think we know who he is, but you can go read on the forum and see that. No confirmation. We don't want to say it's Toyable because we don't know for sure, but it's probably likely. Yeah, probably. (laughs) We've seen this happen before. (laughs) I guess I don't even know that we said last time. If you don't know who Toyable is, uh, he is the author, the artist of a, at this point, long running fan online doujinshi called Dragon Ball AF, where he took elements from the long-standing rumors, such as the name Zykor, and kind of turned it into his own story, and became very well known for kind of perfectly emulating the Toriyama, a little bit more the Nakatsuru style. Uh, so that's who we think it is, no confirmation, but anyway, Heath. So yeah, two pages, it's in there, it's a thing. It is a thing. And, and Beat is in it again, and this time he's battling Vegeta Baby from Dragon Ball GT. Yeppers. Yeah. So again, just going to ends mid fight and we'll see if it continues next issue. I have to imagine they're just going to keep doing it at this point. Just kind of promoting whatever the new galaxy mission is or update at the time. Which we have an update coming up. They're already going to the next galaxy mission here <laughs> right. shortly. So, so yeah, I don't think this is going to conclude. No, just keep going. Um, all right, so now that we've had a couple, we kind of already gave our thoughts on it. It's just a little thing, and it's nothing to get particularly excited about. It doesn't really add anything new to the world. It's more a promotion than it is an actual story to get invested in. So to me, it's just kind of more of that, am I glad to have it? Sure. I'd rather take it than not have it. It's just kind of a thing that's there. Yeah, pretty much. And I think we talked about it last time, but I'll just kind of reiter- reiterate, you yeah, know, yeah. 
we, we talked about Beat. I mean, he was in the very first commercial, so he's not like a new, new character, but he kind of is new, but right. we've seen him throughout the games. You know, a lot of people play as him in the arcades. And then I, I did do some research. I don't think we talked about this last time, but okay. there's the um, Sora is the name okay. of the person that sends Beat into the game and fights and all that stuff. He's okay, got, like, yeah, the yeah. blonde hair and the cape and yep. whatnot. Yeah, that's an actual like V-Jump character. Like a guy plays him oh. live on stage and stuff. So oh, that's who that is based off of. So it's a real life person cool. acting as Sora who then gets put in the manga. So, yeah, I think nice. I got that right. Cool, cool. Well, this was in the December issue of V-Jump. Remember that on the 21st of a month, two months from then's issue is really. So that's why the uh, dates are kind of strange. It's here. just really weird because we'll, we'll always be talking about like December and October. I know. It's kind of confusing. Anyway, in that same issue, a little tease, a new character coming to Zenkai Battle Royale, which has continued to receive updates. We've talked uh, very specifically about the Super Saiyan Awakening update, but there was also like uh, Majin Buu, Mr. Satan, uh, recently Broly and Yamcha. The silhouette here of this super aggressive character coming to the game, obviously Zarbon, <laughs> it cannot be anyone else. Uh, it's, it's him. All they had to do was put that ponytail in there. Yeah, if, you just know. if that ponytail was not flapping behind him, I think, I think it'd be harder to figure it would out. It'd be harder, but I think I would still be able to guess just based on the hair and the shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. I think that would be enough. And I forget, is Matt Groening that said like the, the sign of a truly distinct and memorable character is if you can identify them by silhouette. I yeah. don't know if Zarbon is quite at that level, but the fact that it's close enough... I think says something about his design. I would agree. I mean, we noticed. Of course, I am a great fan of the show Hayami voice for this character, which has since been destroyed in the update to Dragon Ball Kai, which is kind of yeah. a shame. But uh, not that I dislike well, the Kai was, voice actor. It, I think we talked about it. He, he was playing a main character in a different series, and that's basically why I didn't come back. Yeah, most likely. But still, Which sucks. Drop that series, man. Come I don't know. They ended up replacing pretty much all. Uh, like, they did Kiwi and Dodoria as well, right? And we know all of Ginyu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they replaced basically everyone. Even a pool. So, <laughs> I mean, kind of everyone there. So if they were doing everyone, I don't think that we would have had Zarbon's voice actor return yeah. as well. Well, they, get, they had to save their budget for something. He did come and he's done Sousa in, uh, like, Raging Blast 2. So he's still connected mm-hmm. to the series. Still happy. But now, anyway... Like, so, I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I am waiting for my PS3 port of this game. Yes, I think we all are. But if they're going to just I keep adding new characters, like, okay, keep going. Keep going. That's my stance. That's true. It's like, keep adding stuff. Make it fantastic. You've heard me say this before, but that's my stance on Zenkai Battle Royale is let it be fully complete and awesome, and then I'll take a home port. Definitely. I think it would make sense for next year. This year was just rehashed stuff. It was just Dragon Ball Z for Connect and just the HD collection coming out right now. So, so you, like, maybe they're saving up for it? I think. I mean, next year we're going to have uh, the Dragon Ball Heroes port for 3DS, and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see Zenkai Battle Royale. But we've been saying that for two years now about Zenkai Battle Royale. So, right. who knows? Who knows? All right. Let's. All right. Take us over. Uh, we've been talking about Heroes, but he th- th- I, this event already happened, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it did. And I completely missed it. And, 
but I did go look, and of course, we are region locked out, so yep, yep. it didn't really matter. But uh, uh, the official Dragon Ball Heroes website announced an event celebrating the second anniversary of Dragon Ball Heroes, which is kind of weird. I, I was thinking about it, you know, looking back, has it really been two years it has. I, and it has. It's, I remember weird, everything but. about the circumstances of Heroes coming out. Was... Yes, vividly. I re- <sighs> We were on a phone call at work. <laughs> weird times. Weird yeah. times. So, yeah, it's, it's strange how far Heroes has come. Yeah. So, it was basically hot off the heels of Galaxy Mission 4. They announced we're going to be releasing Galaxy Mission 5, which we talked about the little spinoff manga that... Yep. Two-page spin-off manga, which relates to Galaxy Mission 5, and that will be available on November 15th, 2012, in commemoration of this second anniversary. I think they just kind of tied it all together. Yeah, yeah. But they're having some big special extravaganza party event, and people will be there and whatnot, and fans can go, and I'm sure they're giving stuff away, and... They want you to play the arcade game. I think they're even having a competition. They there's a adult age group and a young child group. <laughs> I and love it. They there's know actually their pictures on Dragon Ball Heroes updates that uh, shows the actual champions who will be facing off against each other. Nice, so nice. I think Julian should go. I think Julian should be kind of like uh, taking a leadership position here, but I don't know. He's busy. I guess he's busy and doesn't have time to play a collectible card arcade game. But uh, anyway, they were going to live stream the announcement right. of what exactly all this would entail on November 4th. So yesterday-ish, by the time this comes out, two days ago, and none of us could watch this live stream because it's region locked to Japan only. Right. I don't think so, anything truly significant came out of it. I'm I'm sure we would have heard and I imagine it was just, well, here's the event will take place at yeah, this yeah. location at this time and here's how you get tickets. I think we saw some animation promoting some of the new Galaxy Mission stuff. So yeah. just that kind of thing. Which is the one thing I love, all this new animation. Awesome. I did see, I think the Devil Corpse, Devil's Corpse just linked, uh, someone ripped the full animation one minute commercial for Galaxy Mission 5, I think it was, with, uh, Baby Vegeta Ozaru looking kind of awesome and Super Saiyan 4 in there, so. Sweet. Or maybe that was for 6, I don't know, I can't keep track of these updates anymore. Don't you feel like since the jump to the GT era, it's kind of more They're doing almost like what GT did, where we have to go through these story arcs really quickly. Yeah, yeah, like they're cruising through stuff, but they're still like... Uh, here's DBZ movie three because we haven't done enough with this yet. Like it's all kind of yeah, mixed in and I weird. I noticed that. What what was up with that? I don't know. Just randomly threw them in. Kind of forget about that stuff. All right, so I've had enough heroes. Why don't you tell me what's up with the Zouke Tenkaichi? So Bon Presto announced that they would be coming out with a Zouke Tenkaichi three figure line, and again, it's hard to imagine we've already gone through two. Oh my god! I, I know. remember when the first one came out, but. uh yeah, it was, what, two years ago when they announced that? So, wow, everything's, like, coming out at the same time. This is really weird. It is weird, but, man. Uh, anyway, Zoke just means model in Japan, so it's basically a who makes the world's best model competition. <laughs> the number one model competition under the heavens. Yes. Or something. Or on Earth. 
but sure. Oh, fine. Whatever. So uh, this one just has a new uh, set of contestants that will be competing, and they they posted up a little preview image of some of the already completed models that we can look at, and again, they look pretty awesome. And I love how in these competitions, you'd think you'd see all these just main characters and stuff, but then you throw in like, yeah, I guess he's a main character, but it's, you know, Son Goku in flip-flops in a t-shirt. Yep. And then you have Muten Roshi running around with his cane and Chi-Chi and stuff. It's like, gosh, whoever is doing this, they are, you know, truly fans of the series yep. and they're pulling out, I remember this character, so I'm going to do them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them aren't even Dragon Ball Z related. They, yeah. they go all the way back to Dragon Ball. Very deep appreciation. I, I think you really nailed it there. Just they run the gamut from... Young Chi-Chi to Goku in casual clothing, which I always love. And I think a lot of us really appreciate that. I think that Goku, was my favorite. Even as a guy, I think Goku is absolutely freaking adorable, even as an adult when he's in casual clothes. I love him. But then we also have the kind of obligatory these days, Super Saiyan 3 Broly. Like You have everything in between those two opposite sides of the spectrum here. And I really well, appreciate they did, that. Uh, I think in the first run they did... Um number 16 mm-hmm. and i really like that one too and we got number 18 here so yeah nice. so 17 will be in the next one yeah <laughs> so this is the third time they're doing this uh it's going to be kind of like voting on a website kind of thing and we find out what the final one is yeah i imagine it'll be the exact same way that cool, it was cool. last time how much do these end up costing in the end do you remember they're like 100 bucks or something i think so I think that's about right because I don't own any of them. No. And I would imagine that's probably why. I think that's what I remember seeing. I could be totally wrong, but yep. M's the breaks. All right, let me take you back over to the video game world here. Nothing truly exciting, but we do have the first half, the quarter two fiscal 2013 figures from Anamco Bandai over in Japan. Uh, they posted a 17.32. Oh, billion. Yeah, that's a number. Uh, about $250 million net income for the first half of the fiscal year. That's not really that interesting. The Dragon Ball stuff. So Dragon Ball is back on that top performing list. We do mention this every quarter, how hilarious it is that you get Dragon Ball Kai off of TV and Dragon Ball suddenly makes a resurgence into being a top performing franchise kind of hysterical so this half of the fiscal year remember the fiscal years are kind of staggered uh they brought in 3.7 billion which is down a little bit from last year's 4.1 billion that they did the first half uh last quarter they projected that the full fiscal year will bring them 8.5 they are sticking to that projection for the full year that would be a drop from last year's 11.8 billion over in toys and hobby merchandise this is the non-video game stuff so you're looking at all the toys and figures, all that jazz stuff we were just kind of talking about with these OK Tenkaichi and uh, the associated things. It jumped a little bit. Last year, the first half, they did 2.1 billion yen. Uh, this half of this fiscal year, up to 2.4 billion. Same kind of thing. Last quarter, they forecast 4.0 billion for the year. They are sticking with that forecast. That would also still be a slight drop from last year's 4.4 billion yen. So I think in the toys and the hobby stuff, it's kind of sticking very very close to what they did last year it looks like the franchise as a whole though is taking a little bit of a hit at least from what they're projecting um and that could change i mean there could be huge things in the last half of the fiscal year but not that we're really anticipating that we are in that weird period where there's no dragon ball games to report uh, on the video game arena the top stuff was tekken tag 2 uh obviously naruto ultimate ninja storm generations 
And Soul Calibur Five is still up there, which I think is really weird. I don't know if the uh, reduced price kind of helped that. Or um, the game is just along. that awesome. Yeah, I dropped it pretty fast. I had a great time with it for like the two weeks that we played. I even bought the collector's edition and everything. And we're like, eh, yeah, it was Soul Calibur. It was fun. Next. It's kind of sad. And then you got DBZ for Oh, you know why Soul Calibur is up there? I think it did better than they anticipated in the DLC department. They had a DLC plan for a little bit, and then it seemed like it did well enough that they did an entire new batch of like five or six monthly or weekly or whatever batches of new outfits. Uh, I think they seem to be raping their customers pretty well over in that arena. So that must be why Soul Calibur 5 is still up there. I think people are enjoying making their... Oh, God. Who's in that? Shiba. I think he was my favorite character. He was the basically Wukong character. You just dress him up as like in a bear outfit with clown ears or something. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That kind of thing. Posting pictures on Twitter. So anyway, uh, Namco Bandai trucking along with Dragon Ball basically as expected for right now. So Heath, please take me to far more interesting news. (laughs) Now that everyone's asleep. (laughs) Even I um, am. And I love that stuff. I know. Uh, just a quick question. Might as well stick on this. Sure, while we're sure. Here. But does it, maybe I'm the only one that's thinking this, but does it seem kind of like they're just setting the expectation a little low for Dragon Ball and then, you know, hoping that the new movie creates a bunch of new merchandise and they actually go past what they're estimating to make it look better? Or I don't know. I, I just way overthinking that. I think you're overthinking it slightly. I think last year they got an unexpected surge in Dragon Ball. And so I think they're trying to be a little conservative this year because um, they they really don't have a whole lot going on, especially in the video game arena. There's really nothing yeah. to push it. You look at Dragon Ball Z for Connect, that doesn't even have a Japanese release. If it did, it would sell like 30 copies. And then the Budokai HD collection, that's going to do well in Europe. That's going to do well over here, comparatively speaking. But it's not a new real game. So I, I think being conservative is probably the smart thing. And that's me kind of downplaying all the figure stuff as well. But I don't know. I, I think they're in the right for kind of holding back a little bit and then we'll see where their uh fiscal 2014 takes us okay i mean uh i look forward to being shocked me too i think they look forward to that as well yes all right so moving on uh the same day that you posted that uh we had a slur of twitter things happen which yay internet and twitter love it they go hand in hand so uh toshio furukawa who is the voice actor for piccolo and he's awesome by the way announced via his twitter account that him and three other of the main dragon ball staff we had ryo horikawa who plays vegeta mayumi tanaka who plays kuriren and masako nozawa who of course is son goku and the three of them were together in a studio with microphones, s- kind of similar to how we are now. And they <laughs> recorded something awesome, and we have no idea what it was because everyone assumed it was, you know, wrapping up for the Dragon Ball Z movie that's coming out March 30th, 2012 <laughs> in Furukawa Japan. And was like, no, 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 it, it's not that. It's totally not that. Yeah. He actually had to respond to people asking. He's like, no, it has nothing to do with that, but it's <laughs> Come something. On. I'm looking at this picture. I see... Horikawa, Tanaka, Nozawa, Furukawa. Come on. Come on. I just want to know what else it would be. I mean, what would they get together and do that's not Dragon Ball? So if it were One Piece, that means we would have to have Ace, Luffy, Dr. Kuriha, and I don't know if Horikawa has played anyone in One Piece. I don't think he's been in One Piece at all. I don't think he has. 
So, so it, maybe he's some new villain. A new character. Maybe it's this One Piece Z movie, but I feel like that's probably already done at this well, point. Well, no, because, yeah, that's already in, in the works. Yeah, that's in the- pretty much done as far as I know. So people are like, maybe it's going to be another jump special for something, or maybe it's not even Dragon Ball. But I don't know. You get these four people together. Uh, you're not fooling anyone. It's just some, like, promotional thing for Dragon Ball Heroes that last yeah, right? 30 seconds on TV. But but then like, why would he it. post a picture of that? Because they would have been together so many other times over so I many know. other exciting things. And that's what was weird. Even in his initial post, at the very end, there's parentheses, which we link to the post you can go look at. It. But in the parentheses in Japanese, he says that they had to ask for permission to take this photo. So it's like, it's, it's going <laughs> to be something really official where... You don't want people to find out about it, and you had to ask, can we take this picture as long as we don't tell people what it is? Again, I say, you are not fooling anyone here. Come on. Whatever. So Whatever. Totally hey, not but, it, but it feeds the fire, and we get to talk about things, and yep, it yep. feeds speculation, and that's what keeps fandom going. So my hat off to... Furukawa for that. If the movie is March 2013, I have to imagine this is related to it. Oh, I think I said 2012 earlier, didn't I? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not listening Edit to that. anything you say. Strike I don't that. Pay attention to. 2013. <laughs> I'm not doing that much editing. I am not splicing fixed numbers into earlier conversations. This movie already came out, but nobody <laughs> knew it. So that was a thing. So yeah, that was a thing. Uh, turns out we were totally fooled on what this was. The way it always goes is the day after we record that segment, the actual news hits and we can tell you what that was. We will talk more about this, obviously, next week on the show. But the picture was most likely in reference to Dragon Ball Kai continuing production in Japan, but not necessarily to air inside of Japan. This came to us via Mayumi Tanaka, who is, of course, the voice of Kududin in Dragon Ball. And if you follow One Piece, she's obviously Luffy over there in One Piece, a blog entry from Tanaka states, it won't be aired in Japan, but overseas, Dragon Ball Kai is continuing. Right now, we are recording the part at the Tenka Ichiburokai, where Goten and Trunks infiltrate the adults' division by one standing on the other's shoulders. The image is definitely clearer than before. We talked about how we want it to air in Japan, too. Mayumi. So there we have it. That picture makes sense now because it was Mayumi Tanaka along with Masako Nozawa, Ryo Horikawa, and Toshio Furukawa. All of those characters that would be Kuridin, Vegeta, Goku, and Piccolo. I don't know if that's respectively. I forgot what order I said those characters. All of them obviously do appear there at the 25th Tenka Ichibudokai. So there you have it. Again, we'll talk more about it next week as we get more information. Dragon Ball Kai continuing with the Boo story arc of Dragon Ball Z, but not necessarily to air in Japan. And then we got bombarded with more Twitter funness. And since we're on the podcast and I can just throw this out there. Yes. Uh, I actually had this post typed up and ready to go long before the first post. Welcome to my world. Like literally what you see on the site is what I had like way early that morning before it blew up and everybody talked about it. I just want to say I asked Julian to translate one thing for me, and it took all day, and finally I said, you know what? F this. I am just hitting post. I'm running with the story. Go. So there you go. That's why it took us so long to get this up. I even bugged Julian about it, and he thought it was funny. Good. So anyway, uh, Akira Toriyama went to a Japanese rock metal concert, which 
just sounds awesome in general. But uh, he went to go see Maximum the Hormone and GLKB, which held a small group concert together on October 29th at the Electric Ladyland, which is a, a live music house in Nagoya, Nagoya, Japan. All right, so, so we have to talk about the significance of both of these bands to the Dragon Ball franchise. I, I think you have to because they're not directly linked to it so much. I mean, GOKB, I guess. A you little could more say, than right? Maximum the Hormone, actually. But Maximum yeah. the Hormone, longtime Dragon Ball fans, in one of their earliest live DVD, uh, it's just a you know, a live show, put out live DVD. Their drummer gets the audience uh, singing along to an impromptu Romantico Aguario song. And then much later on, we have the wondrous, the now infamous F, which is their tribute to Frieza, a song that came out on, it was one of those like double A-side singles where, mm-hmm. what was the first song? Is it Sume, Sume, Sume? Uh, Sume, Sume, Sume. Right. So it was that and F, and then there was a third track on there as well. Uh, obviously Dragon Ball fans, so that's their connection. Uh, Heath Jill KB was the closing theme to the Jump Super Animator special in 2008, Orange Hero, correct? Correct. Yeah. Which has never officially been released. <laughs> I know. It's like, only available on DVD. What the hell? That sucks. Just like, God damn it, people. So Toriyama walks into a club. <laughs> uh... It's it's never really stated, but it, it seems like uh, he was invited. I believe I should do research before I say this, but if I remember right, Toriyama lives in Nagoya. Yeah, that is correct, because all of the villains in DBZ Movie 2 are named after food from Toriyama's yes. home Nagoya region. So there you go. I mean, he lives there. They were in concert. They apparently had no idea he was there until they came backstage and went to their dressing room. Can and he you just happened to be there? Believe it. Oh my god. I'd piss my pants. Yeah. But that's just me. I don't know. So you know, he was gracious enough. He stayed. He talked to him. Uh, he wrote. He he made big illustration boards for all of them. Signed them. Dated them. He a couple of them. He even said, "This is to so and so." And of course. Living in the Twitter age, everyone took pictures and posted them. And <laughs> and we have and them now. There you go. And now they live on forever as people's avatars on our forum. They're, yeah, I know, right? Like, that's immediately who people go to. I love them. They're, they're just kind of impromptu pictures. My favorite one is Tao Pai Pai tonguing a slime to death. Slime. That is awesome. <laughs> Very awesome. So, yeah. I mean, you get the, you get the Dr. Slump reference in there. You get... He, you know, he still draws Dragon Ball, Dr. Slump. He's got Dragon Quest. He's drawing yeah, slimes I mean, every on. year still. So, yeah. And then he, <laughs> I love the base Chaozu's <laughs> grabbing onto it. <laughs> yep. Dear life, about to blow up. I, everything just fits, I think, all of the members perfectly as well. Mm-hmm. And I did, uh, I guess we should say the, the Son Goku at the end. Uh-huh. He's in his metal yep. pose. Yep. That's actually from the cover of their second album. So, <laughs> yep. He, it's like Toriyama knew what was going on. Either he drew these at home or he freehanded them all while he's there. We don't know, but right, right. apparently he's familiar with some of their it's albums. got to be at this point. So, so yeah. That's awesome. It's, so cool. I love it. So cool. I love it. And these are things that happened when Dragon Ball first began back in the 80s, but we didn't have the internet like we do now. And exactly. A lot of this got buried, and we only find out through interviews that people got together and... Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Or had drunken parties on houseboats. <laughs> I love the houseboat stories. They're always awesome. And I love how it's always Horikawa and Furukawa posting up photos. I know. I just think everyone should get a Twitter account. Can you imagine Toriyama with Twitter? I played video games today. It would be the most inane bullshit. 24 hours a day you think he'd even post 24 hours a day i think he'd post like once a month that's true (laughs) it would be either or he would surprise us he would only post something every once in a while or we would get a blow by blow of what he was doing playing dragon quest that day i think he would do some he would be so annoyed with twitter he would do things on purpose he would just like he messed with expectations in the dragon ball story he would just start tweeting the wrong things or offensive things just to get a reaction out of people. That's the kind of guy he is. I'd love it though. Man, so that was the news from over a month at this point. <laughs> yes, we did it. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good there stuff. Was, in there was a lot of good news and I'm sure as we approach the movie season in the oh, spring, yeah. we will have a lot more news. Hells yeah. A lot more on the horizon. So before we wrap this up, I do want to read two quick bits of feedback. It's been over a month since we did the last podcast episode. These two pieces here, they directly reference last episode. We had our buddy Joe come on talk about the Super Butoden series of games. So I wanted to give him major props for that episode. I thought it was a great conversation. I had a lovely time. Uh, it sounds like the audience did as well. So I want to read two things here. First one comes to us from Ryan on Facebook. And there was an image that accompanied this. Be sure to check out our Facebook page. Head on over to Konzenshu.com. Click that Facebook icon. Ryan says, after hearing the podcast about the Butoden games, I brought back many good memories of playing them when I was much younger. Surprisingly, I was about eight or so when I came across them. I simply had to look them up and amazingly got all three for about $12 off eBay. Nice Holy crap. steal right there. Probably without boxes, but still amazing price. Not only am I now the happy owner of these nostalgic games in a physical form, but they're also my first Super Famicom import. So congrats to you there, Ryan. I'm glad we did our job of turning everyone else into consumer whores as well. And making you buy things. Yep. All right, Heath, uh, read this one for me here. I don't typically like to do the patting yourselves on the back kind of stuff, but I think Joe deserves a lot of credit for that last episode as well. And I think, Heath, you deserve a lot of credit for some of the stuff you've been working on, so I'm going to let you take this one well, away. Well, I, I even... I talked to joe and told him what what a good job he did because i i listened to that episode myself i thought that was very very good i agree uh this comes to us via our email which you can go find on any page on the website fill out the form send it to us but this comes from spinefoot and he slash she probably he says hello content you yesterday i listened to podcast episode number three one one three eleven in which you talked about the super budo 10 Super Buto Den games for the SNES. It was so well-informed, funny, and tightly put together throughout that I felt I had to write in and just say thanks for putting out such a consistently well-made podcast. The quality of the sound recording is perfect. The themes you cover in each podcast are impressively contained, yet always different enough to keep me coming back. The in-depth review of the Butoden series in 3.11 blew me away. To look so specifically at the social and cultural representation 
international shockwave, and firsthand fond memories of a 20-year-old game series with such understanding deserves many, many, many kudos. While I'm here, I'd also like to say how impressed I am with the Animation Styles Guide series running on Consensu. It's a dream come true for a filmmaker, animator, massive nerd like me. I love how the team are fans of the show to the point where they have actually learned about the art of animation and about the animators and their different pros and cons whilst working on the series. I have never encountered another fan site or podcast that are this dedicated to their source material. The resulting factor being that I always know exactly where to go for my Dragon Ball fix. Please keep up the fantastic work. So, again, kudos to Joe for joining me for that episode. Heath, kudos to you for the amazing work you're doing on the Animation Styles Guide. And I think this all means exactly what... I think the name was Spinefoot there. I may have copied yes. it wrong. But I, I think he, she, Spinefoot knows exactly what I think. That is, bitches, you want Dragon Ball? There's only one place you're going. That's us, Konzenshu. That's what we aim to do. And if we are getting that message, that tone, that awesomeness across, we are all having an awesome time together. That is exactly what I want. It's what we set out to do. I am so happy that we can share our enthusiasm for the series every week. Yes, we will be back on a weekly schedule here, here on the podcast. That is if I don't lose electricity again. But uh, we'll see how that goes. So yeah, man. Good work. Thank you. Pat, I appreciate it. I I really, uh, you know, we say we don't like to pat ourselves on the back and we, you know, we don't like to read these emails out all the time, but we do get a lot of feedback and we are very appreciative of everybody that sends us stuff in like this because whether you know it or not, it it really does help us keep going sometimes where, oh, I don't really want to do this update tonight. And you just read these emails, you go, oh, you know what? I'm going to do it so I can make these guys day. And and that makes us happy and we enjoy doing it. And that's really what it's all about. <laughs> we don't have much else going on in our life. No, that's not true. You <laughs> no, that is not true at all. <laughs> we are just white nerdy boys sitting in our basement and that's it. Well, I am white and I am in the basement, but it is the basement of a house that I own myself. So that's going to count for something. Kudos to you, sir. Yeah, like stuff and it's not flooded this year isn't that nice yeah i'm so excited I, i'll tell this story real quick sure uh so we're getting ready to have people come over um after my son was born uh it was like two he was two weeks old and we had family coming over for the afternoon we were, we were just gonna order pizzas and have people over and what happens our drain backs up in <laughs> our bathroom downstairs yep. and the entire thing just floods. Yep. And so I had to call a plumber and we shoved everybody upstairs because it just was rank down here. And yeah, yay being a homeowner. Joys of owning. Yep. That's <laughs> so. how it goes. <laughs> I have the fan in the master bath that needs to be replaced, which means I got to crawl up in the attic and replace it. What else is going on in the house right now? Oh, I've got a whole list. The garage door so got fucked up. It's not even funny. <laughs> this is where our mind actually is all day long, and Dragon Ball is our nice little distraction to keep mm -hmm. us away from that every once in a while. It helps. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, Dave. I think we're done here, right, man? 
I, I think we are, you know, a good episode. It'll be nice to get back on a, a weekly schedule again. Yes. This... I think not only does everybody miss it, but <laughs> we kind of miss it too. We do. I enjoy so. this. This was the, I, I have no idea how this episode is going to come across. At this point, I don't care. It's just the, how do I get back into podcasting? All right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do it. And because I don't have to go into work the next two days and take my time editing the show tomorrow, maybe HD collection will come in. Tomorrow's going to be Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball for me. And I have not had a day like that in over a month so it's going to be kind of weird so do you know what we have planned for next week uh i don't at this point if julian's available hopefully we can do some interview digesting among the three of us uh there is a special guest that is due to come back to the show very soon that i have seen lately and he has uh, announcements to talk about and i can't Yay. wait to sit his ass back in my basement he's ready to go so we just have to actually plan that but as you can understand things have been a little crazy around here recently yeah I've just a little been saying that for 10 months now <laughs> we're, we're kind of like did we just wait until january and be like we, we we said yearly what are you talking about what do you mean monthly happy new year's uh we'll do it before uh, the new year yay just say well you can find us at yes. www.kanzenshuu.com you can also find us on Facebook by clicking the little button up top. You can find us on Twitter. You can follow our RSS feed if anybody still does that these days. And uh, you can always just come visit us straight up on the website and read all the awesome news and content that we have going up. That's right. Consensu. It's a website. It's a podcast. It's a forum. It's all of those things and more things coming to you soon. It is, as I like to say, the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, and we have many extensions. We would love to see you on all of those things, whether it is just commenting on news stories, whether it is joining discussions on the forum, popping in the chat every once in a while, posting on the Facebook page, posting uh, replies on Twitter. We have people that do all those things individually and all those things together. We appreciate all of you. I've been seeing people just discovering the site and being like, oh my God, the things that are here. I love that. I love the folks that have been with me since 1998. I love all all of you guys and all of you girls, because I know there are girls. One of them is upstairs. I'm going to go see her right now. She's uh, playing Chrono Trigger. I got her playing Chrono Trigger this week with no electricity. Nice. Yes. Mine's passed out on a couch. <laughs> she's allowed to. She's got busy times. Yeah. Mine has no excuse. Oh, she's probably passed out on and a She probably too. is passed out at this point, too. Well, because you guys have heat now, so we you do. can actually sleep oh comfortably. Oh, my God. We've been pumping it, and we're like, oh, now it's too hot. Remember what it was like when it was warm? Uh, so, yeah, next time Mary's on the show, we'll, uh, I'll try to have her do a little uh, Chrono Trigger, maybe after episode, just talking. Uh, That'd be yeah, awesome. Playing that. All right. Heath, thank you for joining me. Uh, you got a baby and a passed out wife to go back to, so please Yes, do. I do. Okay, so. Actually, I think they're both passed out. All right, well, that's a good thing. So yes. I will talk to you soon, and maybe we'll see you in the next week or so. All right. I plan on it. Cool. So for Heath over there, my name is Mike Vegito EX. For him, for Jake, for Julian, for Mary, for all the other folks that we have come in week in, week out. Again, Han Zen Shu. This was episode 312. See you next week, 313. Have a great week, folks. Later.